Blog Talk Radio. Conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you want to join us in the chat room, you could always sign up for your free blogtalkradio.com account. Uh, go to the Liberal Dan page. Go to the episode page and join us at the bottom of the page to join us there in the chat. Uh, hopefully, Demonox, uh, Bringing a Boy, and various others will join us there shortly. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about this week, but of course, as always, this week's headlines. Bill Cosby is getting out of jail. I wish I had something snarky to say about it in headlines. But more on that later. Uh, the Miami death toll has reached 16, with still over 100 persons still missing in the building collapse. Not much time remains, if any, for a miracle to happen and someone else to be pulled out alive from the rubble. This just goes to show you one of the many flaws of our capitalist system that puts profit over safety. The South Dakota governor is sending National Guard troops to patrol the Mexico border with funds from a GOP donor. Since when do private interests get to pay for the National Guard to be deployed anywhere? And why can't conservatives understand that the Tenth Amendment precludes them from taking any action at our national borders? In U.S. insurrection news, only two House Republicans voted to allow the January 6th Select Committee. Many of these other cowards screamed Benghazi until they were blue in the face. But the loss of these American lives, I guess, are less meaningful to them. In other insurrection news, an Oath Keeper is said to be admitting that he, his group stashed guns outside of D.C. for quick deployment if needed for the January 6th insurrection. If that is an evidence that this was an attempted insurrection, what else do you need? In other trader news, the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg are expected to be charged with felonies tomorrow. This should be fun. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump also complained that there were missing mail-in ballots in Montana. Does Trump not remember that he won Montana? Trump's crony DeJoy also controlled the mail, so I'm not sure what he's complaining about here. The former youngest and oldest defense secretary has died today, Donald Rumsfeld, who once said, there are no knowns, there are known unknowns, there are unknown knowns, and unknown unknowns died at the age of 88. Finally, Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years. That is 10 more years than what Mohammed Noor got for killing Justine Diamond in the same state. While some people have said that 22 and a half years wasn't enough, the max sentence of 30 years 
would also not have been enough either and potentially would have been something that might have been overturned on appeal. So perhaps uh, 22 and a half uh, might have been the right after all. Um, however, I'm going to be talking about more about that, uh, the sentencing hearing uh, on the upcoming episode of the minicast. I don't know when I'm going to produce it, but it should be coming soon. We'll be discussing several things pertaining to our system of justice, uh, like um, victim statements and perp walks and other things. And also, some hypocrisy when it comes to um, the whole whether so, if media is being critical or painting police officers in a good or a bad light. But that uh, was this week's headlines. Um, speaking of hypocrisy, let's go ahead and play this now. This week's hypocrite of the week is Dan Crenshaw, who previously said that it's time to cancel cancel culture. Crenshaw just called for Olympic athlete Gwen Berry to be removed from the team for her national anthem protest. Crenshaw has called cancel culture a radical progressive religion. So is he now a radical progressive? Of course, as Demonox says, it's not cancel culture, it's accountability for one's actions. To see who next week's hypocrite of the week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberal Dan. Dan, there you go. Of course, that's, what's funny is that Crenshaw was, has tweeted about cancel, or has mentioned things about canceling cancel culture, which is what I've done with my fake Donald Trump account, where I'll be like, cancel culture is a cancer. We need to cancel the cancer of cancel culture just to make it sound as ridiculous as possible. But he's almost there already, which just goes to show that humor is often based a lot in reality. And what is up? Bringing employee back in the chat. Thank you very much for joining us on the episode today. Um, so a little bit more about the whole Derek Chauvin thing. You know, it's frankly, I was surprised that he even got convicted, not because I didn't think he should have gotten convicted because clearly I do think that he should have gotten convicted. I just didn't have any faith that our system of justice would punish him for his actions and for all of the excuses that were made about what George Floyd had in his system or what George Floyd did years prior or, he was a criminal, or he was this, and he was a, he passed a bad. None of that mattered because Chauvin. One of the best things I think I've seen, or maybe my best responses that I had on this on um, on uh, social media was somebody who had said, "We shouldn't be judging police officers because police officers have to make split second decisions whether or not to save their life." Well, this wasn't a split second decision here. This was a uh, quick math, 540 time plus the, about 569 seconds worth of decisions where he could have made a decision 30 seconds in, 60 seconds in, 90 seconds and He could have made a decision to remove his knee from the neck at any point in time once struggling ceased. But no, he remained on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds and that's why he died so that is why he got convicted and sentenced and a lot of people and i'm not going to be critical of those people who did complain about this i mean yeah i wanted 30 i mean i think everybody who believed that this person murdered others uh george floyd and and you know 
of course there's there's potential there's the potential for more more uh there's the potential for longer sentence or an additional sentence that would be served at the end of this current sentence if he is found guilty of violating George Floyd's civil rights. And as such, he could then serve more time on top of the 22 and a half years, which I think is called for because I think he should be rotting for the rest of his life in jail. Um, However, um, I just, I just don't think that, you know, I think a lot of times when we have these cases where we're trying to punish somebody for doing a bad action, that sometimes prosecutors get overzealous when it comes to what charges they bring. And by doing so, even maybe even overzealous in calling for what punishments, or maybe the judges might even get overzealous in punishments. And, and by doing so, you either don't get the conviction because you were overzealous on the charges, or you don't get the um, – or you don't get the uh, the sentence that you want, or the sentence becomes over, overturned on appeal because you've put too much of a sentence there. Um, so that's why, so, and it hurts, and it hurts overall the the overall attempts to get justice when you have these overzealous prosecutors, these overzealous people who will try and make it so that you know they're going to they're going to make a career case. Well, maybe with this case, because you already had the AG in Minnesota. Was already well known, Keith Ellison. You were everybody knew who he was, so he doesn't necessarily need a quote career case to make put him on the map. He's already on the map, so maybe that's why he was able to look at this with an even hand and say, "Look, this is what we need to go after, and this is what we can accept, and this is and maybe that kept a little bit of realism on it." Whereas in other cases, you'll have overzealous prosecutors who will just shoot for the moon and then wind up striking out instead. Um. Let's see, bringing point. Passing a fake 20 was a split decision. No, no. Passing a fake 20 wasn't a split decision. The decision to put a knee on a neck and the decision to rest that knee on the neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds, that is 569 seconds, if the math is right, uh, 569 seconds of decisions. Every second he was on that neck is, is, is another second that he could have decided to remove his knee from the neck and find some other means of subduing. Or maybe he was already subdued, or maybe perform first aid when it became obvious that he was, uh, he was uh, doing more than just subduing. Dan, he says, Dan, you have to ask what started this. What started what, bringing a boy? What, what started the... Uh, I mean, George Floyd was born, you know, you know, his parents had sex and that created a baby George Floyd, a baby George Floyd eventually grew up and became adult George Floyd. I don't know what you're talking about when what started with Derek Chauvin's parents had sex. Uh, A baby was born. That baby grew up to be a racist cop. Um, What do you want? I mean, I don't know, passing a fake, but passing a fake 20 is, you know, here's the thing. I could pass a fake 20. What if I don't know that the 20 is fake? I'm not intending on, on passing a fake. You might give me a 20. It might be a good looking 20 to me. I may be like, okay, this is a $20. I might not even think about it. I might, somebody might get, pay me 20 bucks for something like, okay, here, 
Here's some old books that I have. 20 bucks. Although you should always give away books, but whatever. Um, here's something that I'm not using anymore. Here's 20 bucks. Okay, good. Now I'm going to go to the corner store. I'm going to buy myself the Powerball and a Coke or something. So here's the Powerball. Oh, this looks fake to me. So now I'm, I'm, I'm passing a fake 20. So are you saying, bringing a boy, that when I, if I do that, then that's, I should die? That, that, that's clearly, you know, we're not in Judge Dredd land. Uh, the police officers are not the judge, jury, and executioner. They're not supposed to be, at least. Um, hopped up on drugs. That's not an excuse for death. There's, there's nothing that George Floyd did that justified the use of deadly force. And clearly, he used deadly force. Why? Because George Floyd is dead. He died. Neck, knee, on neck. And it doesn't matter what, what, what did he, if he had a health problem or not. Again, like I've said before, let's say somebody gets shot by the cops and that person happened to be a hemophiliac and that person dies because they bleed out because they can't clot. The, the, the cop shouldn't be able to call a technicality and say, well, he wouldn't have died had he not been a hemophiliac. No, you should have shot him. That's the thing. You shouldn't have used deadly force. No, George did not ask the police to be the judge that day. George, and he might have resisted At some point, he stopped resisting. And then at some point, he stopped breathing. And then he stopped living. So that's the thing. Hey, Demonox is in the chat, too. Welcome to the chat, Demonox. I don't know if you heard the hypocrite of the week, but you got a shout out there in this week's hypocrite of the week. So there you go. Um, I can replay it uh, towards the, again, towards the end of the show, if you would like me to replay it. But let's go ahead and take our first commercial break and come back, uh, take your calls, listen to your, uh, listen, respond to your comments and chat as well. 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk to the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out budgeteers.com or go to youtube.com slash budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal band radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. 
And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat, and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Guess what? 
I was suspended for three days, and they did, and I, I, I tried to fight the suspension, and they said, nope, we're not, we're not letting you do it, because, again, this is more automated stuff, because I shared the picture. It didn't matter the context in which the picture was given. I shared the picture and was critical of it. I was reporting it as news, I guess. If this is something that I'm being critical of, I'm, I'm not supporting these ideas, I'm being critical of these ideas. So Right Wing Watch is a YouTube channel. Um, it, got, it, it basically takes right wing stuff and shares the clip and then gives it. Here's an example of Republicans or conservatives or whatever being terrible people. So YouTube banned the channel because it had the content. But it didn't look at context because a, a bot cannot determine context. If you've determined that this audio clip is is racist and hateful and bigoted or whatever, then a robot is not going to be able to determine whether or not the software cannot determine if that was posted by somebody saying, yes, I support this message, or, hey, I'm showing everybody, look, you need to watch out for these people because they're saying this. So... What is it? Bringing voices, damn Dan. I give you three bucks, and will you promote my show? All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Do it monthly, sure. Why not? I'll, I'll, I'll give your show a shout out. Hey, TP Radio has also joined us in the chat. Welcome, TP Radio. Thank you. Um, but it, it's gotten so ridiculous that I have a group on Facebook that's called "What in the Unseason Name of Karen Is This Caucasity?" It's a fun group where we mostly share horrible-looking food, unseasoned food, but sometimes we also share posts from unseasoned people. So there was this post going around where somebody had photoshopped um, a Heinz mayonnaise, but it was Mayorio, so it, it was Oreo-flavored mayonnaise because, like, Heinz has all sorts of different You have matchup and other things that, you know, other different types of concoctions that they sell. Um, where you could just make your own matchup, which is mustard and ketchup, or or make your own other sauce, you know, mayo and you know your your own Russian dressing or whatever, whatever you want to do. But somebody made this one and it made the rounds. And fact checker was like, no, Kraft really or or Hellman's or Kraft didn't really make Mayorio. This is fake. So I got and somebody shared it in the group and and you know we all kind of chuckled at it, but nobody thought it was real. And maybe somebody thought it was real, but I was warned by Facebook that that there was a, that they put an overlay over the image that was shared in the group to let people know that this wasn't a real thing, and that if too many people <coughs> shared false information in my group, that my group would stop being would would start being put down in the bottom of the list of what people see. And my group, and or my group could be removed altogether for being removed, or for being, for for sharing quote fake news. And I'm like, but this is just mayo flavored Oreo flavored mayo. It's not anything. <coughs> oh, we lost we lost that person already. It's not anything that's serious or worthy of getting so. 
I don't know. It's, it's just ridiculous. And it just goes to show. You know, we weren't really saying, hey, check out this thing. No. We were just saying, look, this is a silly little picture. And so I had to go ahead and ban people from, you know, I had to make a new rule or re-edit the rule that says, look, don't share, obviously, fake images because it's going to hurt the group. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely 100% ridiculous. But if it goes like, if you have a copyright claim on YouTube, I, I, I had somebody make a copyright claim against me uh, because I was, I was, it was, I think it was 2012, 2012 uh, election. And I made a video that was, that was being critical of a, um, of a political ad <laughs> that made a mock-up of the Olympics, like Olympic torch, Olympic this, a couple of things that looked like the Olympics even though it wasn't the Olympics. The Olympic Committee itself made a copyright claim against my video because I used clips of that video that was used by somebody else. It wasn't even their it wasn't even their video that I was using. It was wasn't even anything from the Olympics. It was it was somebody who was like posting fake Olympic stuff. It wasn't legitimately real and I it's just, and then there's times where I had, again, I had another time where I made a reaction video. I was responding on my nerdydan.com channel on YouTube to Game of Thrones. And what had happened was I uploaded this video and like less than a minute after I uploaded the video, uh, I get a notification that I got a, that I got a copyright flag that I'm using somebody's copyright. Well, the, the fair use, first of all, should be able to use fair use. Second of all, the, the part of the clip that it was in was like two minutes into the video or three minutes into the video, but I didn't get the, I got the notification like one minute after the video process. So it, it was impossible for anybody to have watched the entire video and get to that point without it being automated. So it, it's been my opinion and my opinion is still, if there's something that flags, it, it used to be just a copyright infringement on YouTube where if something's flagged as a positive, that if you want to go ahead and report it or pull it or, or flag it as being a copyright violation, there should be some human intervention first that, that has to look at it and see. That says, oh, yes, this is a violation of copyright. Oh, no, this is fair use. This is, this is not a violation of the copyright. You should be able to use good there, – there should be some sort of uh, che- human check in there that makes sure that what you're reporting is not legitimately – uh, that is that is make sure it is legitimately something that should be pulled down. I mean, there was another YouTube channel that was was going like Tom Cruise, 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 Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. So somebody's automatic filter who was looking for that, I guess that particular song flagged that video as being a violation of the copyright. And I'm like, but. It, Nobody checked it. Obviously, somebody checked, and I think apparently got taken down. Of that that flag got taken down. But it required effort on the part of the people that posted the video to be able to say, um, to be able to say, you know, hey, this is not a violation of anybody's copyright. You still, I think, when you make that claim, it goes to the copyright holder, not to YouTube. And I think that if people abuse this feature on YouTube that they should be prevented from using YouTube or making claims because boy who cried wolf. 
But even then, but when it comes to like the the sharing of the quote fake news or whatever, um, you know, you should the whether or not it's what I'm sharing is fake, I should be able to share something that's fake and say, hey, this is fake. I'm I'm putting a criticism on this fake thing, and Facebook should be able to understand that. I am not sharing this thing because I believe it. I believe people should believe the fakeness thereof. I'm sharing this thing because I think people should be aware that this is not that this is not true. And here's my criticism of it. And here's why it's false. So, and Facebook cannot. I mean, I will say this as a software developer: Facebook cannot write code that they can write code that, that looks for an image and says, "Hey, if this image shows up." something that looks like this, then you should go ahead and yank, then, then it's questionable. They, you can write code that does that. However, they cannot determine intent. They cannot determine if I'm somebody who's trying to promote this fake idea, idea or determine if I'm somebody who is criticizing this idea. And you should not treat the people who are criticizing fakeness or bad stuff like you know Nazi imagery with but just same as you would punish the people who are actually promoting this, this stuff. Now, bringing in bullies is don't adults have the right to judge for themselves what they feel is true or not, as long as they get to keep it to themselves. I mean, you can decide what's true and what I want. Facebook also gets to decide, should be able to decide whether or not it allows true or false information. But the idea that you're going to punish people for like, like to punish a group, you know, they were saying like, um, the people on January 6th were just tourists. Let's say that was what somebody wanted to say. That's obviously fake. It's obviously false. So if that image is shared versus the mayo, mayorio sauce, you know, you should not treat the mayorio sauce like you do the, the, the claim that all of the people were there on January 6th were tourists. Like, it's two completely different things. Um... They do misinformation in 2016. Facebook was criticized for taking money from politicians, even though knowing the information was false. That's from Demonox. Let's see. Demonox, James Stephanie Sterling, they them invented the copyright lock on YouTube by deliberately using copyrighted material from two competing companies, even though his videos get demonetized, neither company gets to claim his revenue. No more thought police. Now it's just you're thinking too much, please. It's not about thinking too much, bringing in boy. It's about, um, it, it's about, like, I can understand them not wanting to have Nazi imagery on their site. But, again, if I'm criticizing Nazi imagery, why can't I show the Nazi imagery that I'm criticizing? It's getting to the point where, like, I think where if I'm, if I'm going to be critical of, if I'm going to write an article that's critical of some image or something, I need to take that image, put it on my website, and then put a link on Facebook and say, hey, I'm criticizing this image on my website, but because I, uh, because I, Facebook is so stupid when it comes to what it pulls or not, uh, you have to go to my, face, my, my website page to go read what I'm crit- being critical of and not see it on Facebook. Because I've had to censor myself even when I say normally. Like, I have to make sure, like, I'm always talking in the third person and not specifically calling out an individual that I'm talking. Like when I'm talking to 
um, the people who don't want to get the vaccine or who are per- per- perpetuating falsehoods about the vaccine or who don't want to get the vaccine and also don't want to mask up or socially distance. You know, I, I have to make general statements that don't apply to that particular person because, you know, I wish that somebody didn't die and somebody has kids would be healthy and not die from COVID. And that was enough to make me um, be uh, anyway. Facebook's algorithms are not smart enough to do what they believe that they can do. And in doing so, they're making, they're creating many, too many false positives um, and uh, punishing people for supposed bad behavior that isn't bad behavior at all. And treating things like sharing Mayorio sauce as the same thing as sharing fake news or Nazi propaganda. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our next commercial break. We'll come back and take your calls as well and deal with everybody in the chat. And we'll be talking about uh, Free Britney and how Bill Cosby is freed as well. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things. Political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts You'll ever hear, and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Capital, talking investing and finance in the Just Capital Minute. Finn refined the brokerage Robinhood, a record $70 million for, among other things, lapses in customer service. This brings up an important issue. Which brokerage should you use and how do you choose one? There are several things to think about when you're choosing or switching to a brokerage. The first one is fractional share trading. Some brokerages that offer fractional or partial shares are Schwab, Robinhood, Fidelity, and Interactive Brokers. The second thing to consider is what the brokerage's interest rate is for trading on margin, i.e. borrowing from your broker. The higher your account balance, the lower interest rate you will typically pay to trade with margin. The average rate is about 5%. The third thing to consider is research. How much market information, including news, technical, and fundamental data, do you want? Do you want interactivity in your charts? Do you want a social experience? Then Webull may be the one for you. This has been the Just Capital Minute. Build wealth and fight the wealth gap.
And welcome back to Liberal Day Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Jason Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Just asking the people in the chat, how does my audio sound today? Um, just want to hear that as I'm going forward. Um, so before today... Uh, the main topic of the show was just going to be free Britney because uh, a lot of people were making the hashtag after, you know, it came forward and what, what, what Britney Spears is going through with her conservatorship. And there was some conservative voices uh, some somebody who's conservative that I follow on Twitter was like, why does it matter? Like, why should we care about Britney uh, Spears? Um, so I'm like, okay. Uh, Here's why we should care about Britney Spears is because nobody should be able to to do this to anybody for a lengthy amount of time. Like if there's something like, you know, temporarily that you are, you know, that you've got a little cuckoo and might need a little help, then maybe, you know, if you're, if you're away, you know, getting the help that you need, maybe somebody it should be easy to create to allow somebody to, to control your finances while you're not in a place where you can do so. But the extent of which, to which uh, Britney Spears has been basically enslaved. Um, we're going to read some from her full statement uh, that's listed on Forbes because uh, there's no paywall. At least there is a paywall, but I have, still have free articles left. Um, uh, so Britney Spears is like, I just got a new phone. I have a lot to say. A lot has happened since two years ago. I wrote all this down. Last time I was in court. Uh, I haven't been back, back in court a long time. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Let's see. So Spears, okay, the people who did this to me should not get away and be able to walk away so easily. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to. My management said if I don't do this tour, I'll have to find an attorney and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. Handed me a sheet of paper as I got on stage in Vegas and I had to sign it. Uh, it was threatening and scary. With the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney, so I had a fear when I headed into the tour. Uh, she said, when I came off the tour, a new show in Vegas was supposed to take place. I uh, started rehearsing in, in early, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I was told how it was going to go. Rehearsed four days a week, half the time in the studio. Um, directing most of the show with my whereabouts. I preferred where I preferred to rehearse and actually did most of the choreography. Um, I led a room of 16 new dances and rehearsals. Um, they all said that if they, she wasn't participating, let's see, when I said no to one of the dance moves in rehearsal, uh, it was as if I had planted a bomb somewhere. So she wasn't allowed to say no to a dance move. Um, let's see, uh, all the people supposed to do the show all went to a room, shut the door, and didn't come out for 45 minutes. Uh, ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. Uh, I was told by my at the time therapist who died, then my manager called him, and then the whatever moment, told him, wasn't cooperating. Let's see, there's a week period where they were nice. Um, I could wait. It was like three days later after I said no to Vegas, therapist sat down, million phone calls about how she was not cooperating. Um, Six different nurses in my home wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere for a month. She couldn't even leave her own house. Um, And her dad was all for it. Um, anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad and my dad only. Uh, he acted like he didn't know that I was told that I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays. 
before they sent me away. When my kids went home to Louisiana, he was the one that proved of it all. My whole family did nothing. Uh, Brittany, you have to listen to your doctors. Uh, they were planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a small rehab program. You're going to pay 60000 a month for it. Um, she packed her bags. Uh, there was uh, lived, everyone lived in a house with her at this place 24/7. Uh, there was a chef that came to cook. They watched her change every day, morning to night. She had no privacy. Uh, I gave eight gallons of blood a week. I don't know how that might be hyperbole. I don't know if you can literally give eight gallons of blood a week. Uh, but if she didn't do any of her meetings or work, uh, which is 10 hours a day, no days off, she wouldn't be able to see kids or her boyfriend. Um, so she's so she's lied and told the whole world she was happy. Okay, it was a lie. Um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Nothing has ever done to this generation for doing wrong things, but my precious body worked for my dad for the last 13 years. I tried to be so good, pretty, and perfect. I stayed in California, allowed my ignorant father to take his own daughter. Um, they sent back the whole course to allow him to do it for me. Blah. Uh, I was advised for my image. I need to go ahead and get it over with. Uh, the, at the Bridges facility, sent me none to the kids. Going to this program for months, last two months. Last time she spoke. Uh, they about keeping the conservatorship going, keeping my dad in the loop, made me feel like I was dead, like it didn't matter, um, just kind of blowing through, blah, 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 all the things that are said. It's a very long thing. I, I really can't, don't have the time to go through this. And one of the most things uh, that, that, that that's the most disturbing in this entire statement, in the, in the conversation that she had with the judge, um, you know, in that courtroom, you know, let's see. I would like to progressively move forward. I want to have a real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now, so I can't, don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team wouldn't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have any more children. So she literally has no control over her own body like i guess she could potentially consent to sex with her boyfriend i'm not i don't know if she went all into all of that um but the idea that somebody has to get permission from the state to tell other people that she is she should be free to be able to decide if she has an iud in or not that's absurd that should be problematic to everybody, liberal or conservative. As Demonox says in the chat, the lack of agency is a form of rape mandated by the state. I mean, you should, if you want to have an IUD in you, you want to take it out of you, you should be able to do so. But this isn't the, um, let's see. I forgot to type this in earlier. Um, Buck versus Bell. This is a Supreme Court ruling from way back in the day, and it was brought to my attention. It was decided on May 2nd, 1927. Um, it is often decided as one of the worst Supreme Court decisions, and there are local rulings that may have, you know, in state laws that have gone over this. Um, in 1996, uh, it, it was criticized, and the, the ruling was criticized 
Um, there's only one part of buffers bill that remains impudiated that claim of a violation of the Equal Protection Clause based on selective appointment is the usual last resort of constitutional arrangements in 2001. Um, Buck versus Bell, uh, cited Buck versus Bell to protect the constitutional rights of women forced into sterilization without due process. The court said that error and abuse will result if the state does not follow the procedural requirements established by Buck versus Bell for performing involuntary sterilization. But which means that the, the court basically said that Buck versus Bell protects women by saying that there's a set of procedures that need to be in place in order for a woman to be involuntarily sterilized. Instead of saying people should not be involuntarily sterilized, maybe, I, I mean, even if you're a criminal, even if you're like a rapist, like I don't think that if you're a man and you're out there raping, I don't think they can force you to be involuntarily sterilized. But Buck versus Bell allows women to be involuntarily sterilized. This is basically what happened um, in the ruling. We have seen more than once that the public welfare may call upon the best citizens for their lives. It would be strange if you could not call upon those who already sapped the strength of the state for these lesser sacrifices, often not felt by such who are concerned to prevent our being swamped with incompetence. But this is basically people who were in uh, mental institutions or whatever, whatever they had back in the day, whatever they called them back in the day, it is better for the world instead for waiting to execute degenerate offspring for a crime or to let them starve for their imbecility. Society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. Like, and they said the principle that sustains compulsory vaccination, which does not cause you to be sterile, uh, says that it is broad enough to cover cutting the fallopian tubes, which is in and of itself absurd. Let's see, you're kidding me. You look for something to be to be disturbed. You just went just the whatever fact that happened. Any person who has to go through what Britney Spears go. Well, I'm saying that it could, if, if it's allowed to happen to Britney Spears, it could be allowed to happen to anybody. Britney Spears just happened to have, happens to have fame. I, I'd say she has money, but I think her dad currently controls all the money. But she has fame, so she can set a call a light on this thing. But the effect of this, of this 1927 lawsuit was to legitimize, legitimize eugenic sterilization laws in the United States as a whole. Um, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that women have to be subjected to such things. Furthermore, which, which, which is why I extended the show to not just be about Britney, because everybody should – I'm not saying you have to give a crap about what happens to Brittany in and of itself, herself. You don't have to care for Brittany at all. But what you do have to do is understand that what happens to her can happen to other people. And so you have the situation of now we have Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby took away agency from 60 women. 6-0. 60 women had their agency removed because he decided to drug and rape them, as was determined in a court of law. However, that ruling was overturned. Was it overturned because the evidence was bad? No. Was it overturned because there was some new evidence or somebody recanted their story to make it less likely to be able to that to make it less likely that Mr. Cosby 
was guilty of the crimes he that was accused of him? No. Bill Cosby was freed from prison. He had made an agreement with the previous prosecutor for the state, who was no longer there. And I think who also then I think he then went on to talk about. I think he was one of the people who were defending Donald Trump, who was defending Donald Trump, or was a Trump attorney in the campaign. That's nothing to do with this. That has just a random weird aside that has nothing to do with what happened with Cosby. So the previous person made a deal that says, okay, Cosby, if, if you go ahead and you testify to the facts in the civil case, then we will agree to not charge you in the criminal in a criminal case. So you talk about the civil case, you open yourself to the civil case. We will not go after you in a criminal case. So what happened? The the, the next prosecutor, the next attorney general or whatever, or district attorney, went ahead and charged Bill Cosby with the crime. And that he was found guilty because obviously the, there was enough evidence there to prove him guilty. And he served two years in jail, in prison, for raping somebody. Now, he's out of jail. Because he should have, because that original prosecutor made the horrible decision to make a deal with Cosby and to get him into to get him into to get him to testify in the uh, what should we call it? Justice David West writing for the split court, said Cosby had relied on the previous district attorney's decision not to charge him when the comedian gave his potentially incriminating testimony in Costin's civil case. The court called Cosby's subsequent arrest an affront to the fundamental fairness, particularly when it results in criminal prosecution that was foregone for almost a decade. It said justice and fair play and distancy required that the district attorney's office stand by the decision of the previous DA. Now, I would argue that, you know, there are things that like maybe like if if there's an executive order by a president, if the next president wants to undo that executive order, generally speaking, that's fine. But if a pre- one president makes a deal with a bunch of people, that president should the next president shouldn't then be able to go back on that deal, especially in a case like this. Especially when it's like you know I'm going to make a deal, you're not going to be in criminal trouble for this as long as you do X, Y, and Z. The president goes, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Next next term comes up, next elected official comes up, now we're going to arrest you now. That makes it impossible for any – if you let that happen, if you – this is why I'm, I'm saying that Bill Cosby absolutely should have been let go from jail, let go from prison. He absolutely should have been let go from prison because, again, as a general rule, if you – if we were to allow a system where one district attorney could, could make a deal with a defendant, but then the next district attorney comes in and could then change the terms of the deal, Darth Vader-ish, you would never make deals. No deals would ever be made. Why would I believe, why would I ever make a deal with the state, with a DA, if I knew that the next DA 
could just overturn that deal and not be held to the rules, not be held to the same terms. It sucks. It absolutely sucks because the victims deserve justice. These victims of Bill Cosby deserve justice, and they can't currently get it at the state level. And this is an important point that I'm making. At the state level, they cannot currently get it because that previous district attorney made a bad deal that ultimately harmed them. Now, what could happen to him at this point? Well, if there's any other civil liability that he might have to any of his other victims, that could potentially come to play. However, bringing a voice says, how dare they convict a liberal? Demonox says, Cosby, I don't think, is a liberal. I think he's one of those, I think he's a tweener, an in-betweener. I think there are things that he's liberal about. I think there are things he's conservative about. I don't think he's a full dyed in the wool. He ain't no progressive. I don't, I don't believe that Bill Cosby is rightly called a progressive. Um, that's for darn sure. I, I, I don't, I don't, he probably wouldn't have voted for Trump. I'll probably say that, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he would have, but I mean, yeah, he, he likes some of the same activities as Trump does. Mr. Grab him by the hoo-ha. So, in fact, the conservatives were pissed he was being persecuted as a conservative. (laughs) I think conservatives were probably more pissed about the fact that uh, the whole Me Too movement, in quotes, you know, hashtag Me Too, they didn't like the fact that we, that people, that society was starting to move to the idea that maybe we should really believe people that come forward. This doesn't mean to deny people due process. This doesn't mean that people are, should be guilty until proven innocent. We still have innocent until proven guilty in a court of law is, is the way to go. But we allow people to come forward and give them the, the ability and the support to come forward with those accusations against people who wronged them with the idea that if they do eventually, you know, if one of them does come forward and lies, which does happen rarely, um, if, if one of them, then it will work itself out in the wash. But here's the thing with, here's the thing with Bill Cosby. I, I really needed to do the bland Bill Cosby impression <laughs> way back in the day. <coughs> uh, I, I think one of my headlines when he was, I don't know if it was when he was first accused of all of this sexual assault. I think I think I did a headlines where it was like, I did not put the roofies in the Jello pudding pop. That was Mushmouth. And then Mushmouth was of course like, I'm a double double woman. You I'm a double giving about habits. So there's that. So call back to the old show to the to the way back machine and my bad impression of Bill Cosby. Um, but here's the thing. This is a state case. So this is Pennsylvania. So I don't know. Did any, I, I, it's the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that did it. So, so the Pennsylvania Supreme Court basically said, nope, Bill Cosby cannot be tried anymore on the rapes in Pennsylvania in state court. This is a state tra- It's done. He made a deal, and it's done. Capiche, kaput. Forget about it. But... 
doesn't say anything about the federal government. If the federal government wanted to, it could claim that Bill Cosby violated the civil rights of these 60 women. They could bring a civil rights violation charge, 60 civil rights violation charges, if they wanted to, against Bill Cosby. They could do that. And that would be the way that Bill Cosby could go back to prison for violating these women's civil rights without having to deal with the deal that was made in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Because that's what, I guess, I don't know if anybody forgot that or what have you, but whatever deal that Bill Cosby makes with the district attorney in Pennsylvania has no effect with what the Attorney General Merrick Garland can do in federal court. I don't know if there's a time limit or whatever, but I'm pretty fairly certain that you can bring civil rights violation charges, whatever. Let's, let's do a time limit, federal, civil rights violations. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Statutes of limitations. Bloop, 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 bloop. Any, any, let's see, any government of... There is no statute of limitations contained within the language 42 U.S.C. United States Supreme Court has directed that 42 U.S.C. 1988 requires courts to borrow and apply all 1983 claims to the most analogous state statute of limitations, thus tort-based actions brought in Michigan under uh, the appropriate steps. All right, so there's a potential that it's potentially possible that the statute of limitations could have potentially run out but I believe it's an option that should be looked into on the part of the Justice Department. And I've said such on Twitter. Um, so that's the thing. We have a system of justice that is now, or a system overall, that has enslaved Britney Spears and has kept her from being able to have autonomy over her own body. She can't remove her IUD because she has this ridiculous conservatorship over her that should not exist. Meanwhile, Bill Cosby got away with raping 60-odd women because of a technicality that he made a deal, a bad deal with the district attorney, who just should have never made the deal in the first place. And while, yes, he should be let out of prison because of that deal, the deal was terrible, and then less civil rights charges come uh, from the federal government, these women will now not see justice at all, period. I mean, him dying of natural causes isn't going to do it. But this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I will not be here next week. Next week is my 14-year anniversary, and we got married on 777, so 7 plus 7 is 14, so it's a big one for us. So I will be back potentially in two weeks. I don't know if I'll do a secret show or whatever. Maybe I'll announce another show, whatever. Follow me on Facebook or Twitter if that happens, if I do it on another day. But until two weeks, this is Dan Zimmer from the Liberal Dan Radio. Off to the left, that's right.